0: Before we get started, before any of this starts, I'd like to remind you that you can experience an ad-free version of this by clicking the link in the description that says plus.acast.com slash s slash radiofreecatholic. May God bless you and the Virgin protect you. Exurgat Deus, et disipentur inimici eius, et fugiancio derunteum a facia eius. Let God arise, and let his enemies be scattered, and let all those who hate him flee from before his face. It was on the eve of the Feast of the North American Martyrs, September 25th. 1956, that Our Lady appeared to Sister Mary Ephraim. Beginning in 1938, Sister began to have what seemed like mystical spiritual experiences. She thought little of them, presuming all religious have them. As these vi- visits took on the nature of a specific program of devotion to Mary, which Sister was asked to propagate, she then turned to Monsignor Paul F. Leobold. Monsignor Leibold, later Archbishop of Cincinnati, Ohio diocese, Archdiocese would be her spiritual director for many years until 1972 when he suddenly died due to an aneurysm. Archbishop Labold had become so convinced of the authenticity of this message that he approved of Sister's writings and placed his imprimatur on the design of the medal. Our Lady had asked Sister to have struck a medal that would bear the image of Our Lady of America on the front and the symbol of the Christian family and the Blessed Trinity on the back. Our Lady promised that greater miracles than those granted at Lourdes and Fatima would be granted here in America, the United States in particular, if we do as she desires. Sister Mary Ephraim stated that Our Lady called herself Our Lady of America in response to the love and desire that reached out for this special title, in the hearts of her children in America. For example, Our Lady repeatedly spoke approvingly about the National Shrine of the Immaculate Conception in Washington, D.C. This new title is a sign of Our Lady's pleasure in the devotion of her children of America towards her, and this visit is a response to the longing, conscious or unconscious, in the hearts of her children in America. On the evening of the Feast of the Most Holy Rosary, October 7th, 1957, Our Lady again appeared. Her hands were clasped in an attitude of prayer. Her look was serious, though her countenance retained its usual deep serenity. Hanging from her right hand was a blue rosary of a glass-like quality. I was conscious of the fact that what she was about to say to me was not only very grave, but of the utmost importance. Our Lady reiterated in in a similar manner her first warnings. My beloved daughter, what I am about to tell you concerns in a particular way my children in America. Unless they do penance by mortification and self-denial and thus reform their lives, God will visit them with punishments hitherto unknown to them. My child, there will be peace, as has been promised, but not until my children are purified and cleansed from defilement, and clothed thus with a white gar- garment of grace, are made ready to receive this peace, so long promised and so long held back because of the sins of men. My dear children, either you will do as I desire, and reform your lives, or God himself will need to cleanse you in the fires of untold punishment. You must be prepared to receive his great gift of peace. If you will not prepare yourselves, God himself will be forced to do so in his justice and mercy. Making the rosary a family prayer is very pleasing to me. I ask that all families strive to do so, But be careful to say it with great devotion, meditating on each mystery, and striving to imitate in your daily lives the virtues depicted therein. Live the mysteries of the rosary as I live them, and it will become a chain binding you to me forever. They who are found in the circle of my rosary will never be lost. I myself will lead them at death to the throne of my son, to be eternally united to him. Write these words upon your hearts, my dear children, because of the compassion I have for you in my immaculate heart. Oh, if you knew the punishments I am holding back from you by my pleading and intercession on your behalf, will you do as I wish at last, my children, Close quote. The Mother of God. Most people have not heard of the devotion or the apparitions of Our Lady under her title, Our Lady of America. that message was in 1957 i opened it i opened the story the way i did because the because there there is a pr- approbation <clears throat> there was however mixed in with the investigation about this because these apparitions occurred as Sister Mary Ephraim was being moved to other locations because there were some issues going on with the cloister and with her, specifically with the mostly with the cloisters and trying to find a location for her. (laughs) One of the investigators is now Archbishop Vigneron whom if you, if you watch, or have watched at any point in time, Church Militant, over the last three or four years, Archbishop Vigneron has a very long list of, well, he's got a significantly long dirty laundry list of foul things that he's done up in Detroit and things that he's allowed to happen. This was not given the supernatural, uh, the, the uh, confirmation that it was supernatural. And he had much to do with it. But Cardinal Burke was also involved during this time period, when he was a bishop. The devotion has been approved for Catholics as not being harmful to the faith in any way, shape, or form. And I know many Catholics who would love to know, particularly in the United States of America, who would love to know that Our Lady was here. And they don't. Notwithstanding that, that is actually just the primer for what it is we're going to go over today. This is Caleb the Mechanic with Radio Free Catholic. Let's get started with a prayer. In nomine Patris et Filii et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Santa Micael Arcangelae, defendi nosum proelio. Contra et insidias, diablias do praesidium. Imperatili Deus, supplicas de precamor. Duke princeps militai calestis, satana que spiritus malignos, che ad perditionam animarum, per vegantur divina virtute, in infernum letruli. Amen. Cor Jesus Sacratissimum, miserere nobis. Mater dolorosa, ora pro nobis. Beatus Carolus et Domo Austriae, ora pro nobis. Domine, ostende facium tuum et salviérimus. Ave Maria Purissima, Immaculato Conceptio est. In Domine Patris et Filii et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. May God bless us and the Virgin protect us. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Amen. So what brings on such a strange intro? I know I've never done this type of intro before. I was just about to go to sleep. Watching Avoiding Babylon. And I got the last key. 1947. the Lord blessed me with an eidetic memory. So I had the capacity to recall things very, very quickly and then piece them together. In 1947, on April 12th, the Blessed Mother of God said to Bruno corniciola Quote, the entire church will undergo a tremendous trial to clean up the mass of rotten flesh that has infiltrated her ministers, into her ministers, in particular among the orders of poverty, a moral trial, a spiritual trial. For the time indicated in the heavenly books, priests and faithful will be placed at, perilous, at a perilous turning point in which the world of the lost, which will rush to the assault with whichever means false ideologies and theologies. Supplication from both parts, the faithful and unfaithful, will be made according to the trials. I, among you the elect, with Christ as our captain, will fight for you. The wrath of Satan is no longer restrained. The Spirit of God is withdrawn from the earth. The church will be left a widow. Behold the funeral drape. She will be left to the mercy of the world. Children, become saints and sanctify yourselves more. Always love each other. Marshal yourselves under the banner of Christ. Working in this way, you will see the fruits of victory in the awakening of, consciousness, of consciences to the good. Despite being in evil, you will see through your cooperative and efficacious help sinners converted and the fold filled up with saved souls. Close quote. The Virgin Mother of God. Under her title, Our Lady of the Revelation. 12th of April, 1947. October 13th, 1884 exactly 33 years to the day prior to the great miracle of the sun in fatima that is on october 13th 1884 pope leo the 13th had a remark excuse me had a remarkable vision when the aged pontiff had finished celebrating mass in his private vatican chapel attended by a few cardinals and members of the vatican staff he suddenly stopped at the foot of the altar he stood there for about 10 minutes as if in a trance his face face ashen white. Then, going immediately from the chapel to his office, he composed the prayer to St. Michael, with the instructions, it be said, after all low masses everywhere. When asked what had happened, he explained that as he was about to leave the foot of the altar, he suddenly heard voices, two voices, one kind and gentle, the other guttural and harsh. They seemed to come from near the tabernacle. As he listened, he heard the following conversation. The guttural voice, the voice of Satan in his pride, boasted to our Lord, I can destroy your church. The gentle voice of our Lord, you can, then go ahead and do so. To do so, I need more time and more power. How much time, how much power? Seventy-five to one hundred years and a greater power over those who will give themselves over to my service. You will have the time. You will have the power. Do with them what you will. The tie-together that I'm actually reading this from says this. Let us think about this for a minute. That happened in 1884. The devil said he needed 75 to 100 years. Well, 75 years from 1884 is 1959. Oh, well, what a coincidence that it was on January 25th, 1959, that John 23rd publicly summoned the Second Vatican Council. Well, that's one way to look at it. In common parlance, for those of us who have been paying attention to the church, you may have heard the word catacon, the great restrainer. This is an important word. Because in order for trials and tribulations, for chastisements to come to pass, the catacomb must be withdrawn and Satan allowed to reign. 75 to 100 years. On the 12th of April, 1947, Our Lady said to Bruno Corniciola, The wrath of Satan is no longer restrained. The Spirit of God is withdrawn from the earth. The church will be left a widow. In nineteen forty seven, seventy five years is two thousand twenty two. One hundred years would be two thousand forty seven. perhaps you have heard of Marie-Julie Jéhenny. Marie-Julie Jeheny is a uh, French mystic. It is through the, the revelations that have been confirmed by the Church that we get the purple scapular of benediction and protection. That we get the black cross with a tiny white flame. that we get the three days of darkness. These are the most important of, or I would say the most significant, the most commonly understood and known. At the time, as she was a 19th century mystic and she lived into the 20th century, <clears throat> she lived actually from, she was born in 1850, and she, and she passed on to her eternal reward in 1941. At the time when she was making the predictions and prophecies, it was absolutely impossible that what she was talking about could come to pass. An invasion from Russia, French monarch, three days of darkness, all of it seemed gibberish. there was one that is not very well known, that I have to give great credit to Xavier Ayral, who wrote the book Revelations, The Hidden Secret Messages and Prophecies of the Blessed Virgin Mary. And his chapter, because he's had opportunity to study her, covering the apparitions with Marie-Julie Jani, is by far the most extensive. And him being a Frenchman, it, of course, makes sense. Because he didn't just write about the apparitions of the Blessed Virgin Mary to Marie-Julie Jehennie. Marie-Julie Jehennie also spoke very often with our Lord. Quote. The storm will break over France, where I wanted to show the prodigies of my divine heart and unveil its secrets my children france will be in the first will be the first to be wounded torn persecuted when i showed this divine son to blessed margaret mary i let my lips utter these words the land which saw your birth and which will see your death will be in dire danger especially from 80 to 83 I let my humble servant understand that the third one will be the, will be full of sorrows. There will be nothing but apostasies and violations in the orders of the persons who are consecrated to me, whether in the priesthood or in the religious life. <clears throat> As I said, Marie Julie Jenny passed on to her eternal reward in 1941. 80 years from 1941 is 2021. Now, 80 to 83 is the only numerical reference to years that was made by Our Lord or Our Lady to <clears throat> Blessed Marie Julie Jenny. 80 puts it to 2021. 83 is 2024. In 1947, Our Lady told Bruno Corniciola that the Restrainer was, was no longer in place. Satan's wrath was now allowed to pass upon the earth. And to be perfectly honest with you, if you look from 1947 until today, can that really be denied? Another hat tip, this time to Dr. Taylor Marshall. Antichrist and Apocalypse, the 21 Prophecies of Revelation, Unveiled and Described. In the second appendix, The Minor Chastisement, Dr. Marshall posits this, quote, If we are in the fifth epoch of the Church, here are the events that we should be expect leading up to the minor chastisement. 1. The Catholic Church, like the Jews under the Babylonian Empire, will be confused by the introduction of heresy and idolatry. This begins in 1517 under Martin Luther. Christians are separated into thousands of conflicting sects. Like the Jews, the Church will lose her sacred city, her Ark of the Covenant, and the glories of her divinely ordered worship. According to private revelations, there will be increasing natural disasters and wars. That's number two. Number three, heresy, schism, and apostasy will increase. The church will be weak. Number four, civil wars ensue. Number five, natural disasters in the form of earthquakes and floods will afflict humanity. Number six, some mystics say Russia will invade Europe. Number seven, the Pope will flee Rome, go into hiding, and be cruelly murdered. Toward the end of the minor chastisement, a saintly Pope will be elected. That's number eight. Number nine, a Catholic great king. Mystics say he is French will defeat the Russian invasion against all odds. Number 10. Somewhere toward the end of this fifth epoch will be the three days of darkness described by Blessed Anna Maria Taigi, who passed away in 1837. Darkness will cover the entire earth, and only Blessed Candles will provide light. Let me back up here just a bit. Not just the three days of darkness described by Blessed Anna Maria Taigi, those same three days of darkness were described by Saint Padre Pio and Blessed Maria Giuligiani. And more specifically, only blessed candles of pure beeswax will provide light. Pure beeswax. Blessed candles of pure beeswax is the only thing that kind of sets aside that there might be a spiritual element and this might not literally be blessed candles or might not only literally be blessed candles because beeswax pure beeswax in the symbolism of the church beeswax is of course made by bees workers Faithful workers, faithful servants, in particular faithful servants of God. There are many monasteries that have bees in their heraldry. And so only blessed candles of the purest beeswax may also include people who do the work of God. that that would be the spiritual element to it. The material element, blessed candles and blessed candles of pure beeswax, will be the only things that provide light. Consequently, the mystics seem to agree that one candle, no matter how large or small, will be sufficient to last all three days. Continuing, previously we saw that the fifth vial introduces universal darkness. The fifth vial in in Apocalypse, chapter 16, verse 10, may very well be the three days of darkness between the fifth and sixth epics. Number 11. After the defeat of Russia and the universal three days of darkness, the sixth epic of peace and consolation will begin. Some mystics say Russia will invade Europe. Dear family, the last episode I recorded, which will probably publish, actually should publish before this, for those of you who do feed the raccoons, which is to say, for those of you who did subscribe, you guys actually get an opportunity to... And this is... (laughs) It just occurred to me, this is actually the first time I've talked about this in more than a year, um, that you can actually subscribe for a dollar a month, and you'll get the episodes that I record up to three days earlier than everybody else. And typically, because I try to overlap them, it should be an episode, and then three days, another episode, and then three days, another episode. And so, if you feed the raccoons, you will be approximately three days ahead of everybody else. I don't know why I decided to do it that way. It's just kind of the way it ended up working out. And it is a mere dollar a month, of which I actually only draw about 52 cents. But it also has the convenience of getting rid of those commercials. Somewhere integrated in, within the next few of these, this is actually going to come out. I just gave you multiple references, different angles of attack. From revelate that, that are described by private revelations from heaven. As of today, as I record this, the twenty-fourth day of October, in the year of our Lord two thousand twenty-three, Israel is in conflict with Palestine. A lot of people like to say, oh, they're just fighting Hamas. No, they're really not. Hamas was elected by a majority of the people in Palestine. The Palestinian Christians are caught in between. They are paying the blood price in the Levant. I just read a report from the washington post confirming that the central intelligence agency has been working with ukraine in trying to do everything that they can to destabilize russia russia is still at war in ukraine ukraine is still america's proxy but it's not just america's proxy The United Kingdom is supplying arms and money. Germany is supplying arms and money. Europe, the European Union, is supplying arms and money. Some of it, and this is probably the worst part, some of it, when you check the political atmosphere, is actually specifically not because they believe in the cause of Ukraine or even because they hate Russia, like they're trying to go after Russia, if you actually look at the geopolitics of what's going on, it's a money laundering scheme. And it's a money laundering scheme that appears to be on the brink of tipping the scales. Because we continue to add more and more money. We continue to send more and more weapons. We continue to defy the warnings of the Russian government. How much longer will they restrain themselves? I do not know. What I do know is that there has been so much money and so many weapons dumped into Ukraine that the governments who have been supplying the money and the weapons have not taken even one minute, despite the outcry from a few people in the upper and middle levels of their governments, to take stock of the fact that they do not have sufficient fuel They do not have sufficient weapons that should they push Russia too far and Russia were to decide to advance. They do not have the equipment to defend themselves, not France, not Germany. And oh, hey, by the way, most of the countries between Russia and France don't have sufficient militaries to stop the advance. Their militaries are nothing. They're not even a paper tiger. They'll be as restraining as a spider's web in the midst of a rainstorm. And they're doing it. Because at the same time that they're sending all of these weapons, they're putting in the orders for all the weapons manufacturers to begin building new weapons. But it'll be several years before any of them are resupplied. It'll be three years minimum before these United States are resupplied to make up for what we already sent overseas, and not to mention the fact that our strategic petrol reserves are at the lowest they've been in 40 years. Minimum. What is Russia waiting for? Confirmation that we don't have the bullets to fight. That would be my guess. The time is right. The irritation and exacerbation are here. The same people who were beating the drums in Ukraine are now beating the drums. In, in the Levant. And it looks like nobody is drawing back. And I don't know if I mentioned it. I don't think I mentioned it on the podcast. I think I actually just posted a tweet. Iran raised the black flag announcing the coming of the Mahdi the 12th imam, the last caliph. There's a whole big spiel that actually goes with the raising of that flag. It's, it is literally a call to arms for all Muslims to fight. And, dear family, at some point, things are going to get more out of control than they are given the fact that every Western nation has been infiltrated significantly by what I can only describe as Mohammedan hordes. We will probably get weaker here shortly. But the stage is set. Right now. The stage is set for everything that the mystics have been predicting, that we have been ignoring, that we haven't even been told, that do that because of the infidelity of the priests and bishops, even the good ones, and I'm gonna be honest with you, like you got Bishop Strickland and Cardinal Burke, Bishop Athanasius Schneider, Cardinal Braun Mueller, Cardinal Muller, Cardinal Zen. These are all great bishops, great princes of the church. Great princes of the church. But you know what they're not talking about? They're not talking about this. And if the bishops, if these bishops were talking about this particular topic, if they had this message and began to talk about it, then Catholics might gain more visibility about it. They might see it. They might understand it. And they might know how dire the situation actually is. (laughs) And I think probably the thing that's most remarkable to me is if everything that I've said is accurate we are on the brink of the worst conditions that our world has known since the flood and this is only the minor chastisement let me say that again if everything that I have told you is accurate, we're on the brink of the worst conditions on Earth since the flood of Noah. And this is the minor chastisement. This isn't even the big one. (laughs) so I took time out this is one of the this podcast is actually unique in format because I literally have all of my sources up in front of me Um, normally I just shoot off the cuff this was a little bit too important to just shoot off the cuff so real quick if you haven't read Xavier Eichel's book Uh, And that would be Xavier Arau, to anglicize it enough so people could find it. It's Revelation. The Hidden Secret Messages and Prophecies of the Blessed Virgin Mary. Antichrist and Apocalypse by Dr. Taylor Marshall. The 21 Prophecies of Revelation, Unveiled and Described. And OurLadyOfAmerica.org. That'll give you links to be able to track down the medal that was struck by permission of Archbishop Leibold. And you can get your holy cards from there. There's more to the message of Our Lady of America. She actually showed up because she wanted America, her children in America, to be the symbols of purity. To carry the banner of purity. And when I say purity... I mean after the fashion of Saint John Bosco. Our lady in her apparition at Fatima, Our Lady of the Rosary in Fatima, mentioned that more sins go in, or excuse me, more people go into hell, more souls go into hell due to sins of the flesh, that is to say sexual sins, sins against the sixth and ninth commandments. She went on to mention that in the ti- that in this time. Oh, actually, before I go too much further, Our Lady appeared at, in her um, under the auspice of her title, Our Lady of the Rosary, in Fatima, 1917. In 1929, she declared to Sister Lucia that the time had come for the Pope to consecrate Russia and for the establishment of the devotion to her Immaculate Heart on the first Saturday of the month. The Pope was... I I, I can't even believe I almost completely forgot to talk about this. My mistake. The Pope was to consecrate in union with all the world's bishops Russia to her Immaculate Heart and and establish and promulgate the devotion to her Immaculate Heart on the first Saturday of the month. Now, people know about the first Saturday. Of the month, the first Saturday devotion. Not everybody does it, not everybody knows about it. Most traditional uh most TLM parishes, uh, Fraternity of St. Peter, Institute of Christ the King, um, Institute of the Good Shepherd, Society of St. Pius the Fifth, Society of St. Pius the Tenth, and I don't care what you think about all of them. The Society of St. Pius the Fifth kind of rubs me the wrong way a whole bunch of ways, but they're in that category of the TLM parishes do celebrate Mass on the first Saturdays to her Immaculate Heart. They do this. But it's not common practice over the whole world. It has not been promulgated. The Pope hasn't really talked about it over much. And let's be real, Catholics don't pray the Rosary as much as they should. And every single apparition is one of the reasons why I opened with Our Lady america every apparition even Medjugorje, and i don't even like Medjugorje, there's nothing about the there's nothing about our the our lady's supposed apparition in Mejigoria that i'm about but every apparition Garamondal, knock heed fatima akita Medjugorje, our lady of america our lady of buen suceso All of them, through line, in all of them, pray the rosary daily. Think about that. Think about that. I'm not a fan of the whole Medjugorje thing. I don't honestly, um, I haven't looked deep enough into it, but I do know that many people have been helped. And if you're praying the Rosary, I got to be honest, you're kind of on the team. So whether you're a devotee of Medjugorje, I'm not going to throw stones at you if you're praying the Rosary every day. And whether it be Our Lady of America, Our Lady of One Success, or Our Lady of Our, Our Lady of Fatima, Our Lady of Heath, Knock Lords, Akita, Our Lady of Revelation. Our Lady of Cabejo, like I mean every single one of them. Pray the Rosary daily. Five decades. If you're meditating on it and you're and you're praying with devotion, it's 20-25 minutes at the most. If you sing it, it might take an hour. I don't know anybody who can sing those. I'm no good at it. Like I, I can I can kind of do plain chant, and I'm no good at it. <clears throat> 15 decades if you can and it's not like you got to do it all at once but 15 decades to get you through through about an hour all of them say pray the rosary i've just told you that the stage is set for not less than four apparitions to come to pass. The prediction, the prophecies of four apparitions. See, one of the things that a lot of people don't understand, and one of my favorite things is actually, our Lord gave us the sign of Jonah. And the prophet Jonah was angry at God. Not really angry. I mean, he really wouldn't have been that angry. Our Lord said, go to Nineveh. And preach to repent, or in 40 days the city will be destroyed. What did Jonah do? He ran away. Gets swallowed up by a fish. Some people think it's a whale. Fish, whale, doesn't matter. Beast of the sea, stuck in the belly, three days. Vomited out on shore. He goes to Nineveh. He preaches. 40 days and this city will be destroyed. And the Ninevites... Here and everyone from the king down, sackcloth, ashes, repentance. Cry out to heaven, Lord, have mercy. And the Lord does. And Jonah's annoyed. He ran, he spent three days in the belly of a fish. He comes out, he preaches, they repent, and the Lord relents and does not chastise the city. We have the sign of Jonah, which is to say that these things are conditional. Conditional. And this is kind of the important thing. They're conditional. How it affects each land is contingent on how they respond to the call of heaven. Not everyone has ignored Our Lady's warnings. But the church as a whole has. Not less than four four not less than four of the apparitions. Akita, Fatima, with Blessed Marie Julie Jani, and Blessed Ana Maria Taigi, not less than four, are getting ready to come to pass. Is it absolutely going to happen? Well, I could be wrong, and I gotta be honest with you, I kinda hope I'm I really do there's no kind of timeline or specific deal that's going on with America there are many and this is probably and I will tell you when our lady gives this message I noticed there weren't there wasn't a whole lot in the way of specifics sister Mary Ephraim received like she was receiving visions pretty steadily And the messages never get that specific. But this sticks out to me. This new title is a sign of Our Lady's pleasure in the devotion of her children of America towards her. And this visit is a response to the longing, conscious or unconscious, in the hearts of her children in America. As a nation, we ignored her. (laughs) But I don't know if you've been paying attention to the news in the church and the responses. Pope Francis has a particular enmity towards the Catholic Church in these United States. He is well aware that while it doesn't come directly from the bishops of these United States, it does come from the people who are looking at the church, at the Vatican, and saying, where is the faith of our fathers? And we're an unruly lot, prone to rebellion and revolt. We're an unruly lot that are actually kind of cut and formed as just the sort of Catholics that would show the world what it means when the Pope is actually teaching infallibly. When, he, it, when when we talk about the infallibility of the Pope and what it really means, because we have been a thorn in that side. I mean, even EWTN, which everyone generally regards as, you know, kind of mealy-mouthed, kind of weak-sauce Catholics, even EW, and they only really have one show that's really, like, out there, <clears throat> which would be the World Over with Raymond Arroyo, and specifically with Father Father Murray and, um, oh gracious, what was his name? Robert Royal. <clears throat> you know, the <laughs> the papal posse, as it were. There is a huge devotion to Our Lady in America among American Catholics. I would kind of argue that it's outsized. It's oversized for our population. Considering how many many Catholics claim the name, but don't practice the faith in these United States. Either you will do as I desire and reform your lives, or God himself will need to cleanse you in the fires of untold punishment. You must be prepared to receive his great gift of peace. If you will not prepare yourselves, God himself will be forced to do so in his justice and mercy. She's been holding back the worst of it. And I think that's why we're in this weird in-between. Because in this particular time, over these last few years, we have shown that we're serious about our love for our mother, our love for our Savior, our love for His church, not everybody but there's a bunch of us i mean we've got dozens of podcasts of catholics who are all trying to show each other the way to be better catholics right podcasts for everything great theologians tremendous researchers battle planners people who laugh whose whole whose whole catholic apostolate is about reminding is about reminding everybody that being catholic is a joy <laughs> in that there's a lot of hope we all know what's coming we don't know what it's going to look like ultimately But I do have some predictions that I desperately hope are wrong. October 2023. If you look across Catholic social media, all of us were paying attention. In Catholic social media, whether it was Anthony and Rob over at Avoiding Babylon, or Kennedy Hall at the Kennedy Report, or or Dr. Marshall on his podcast, whether it was Mike at Restoring the Faith, and Dr. Anthony Stein over at Return to Tradition look like everywhere and i'm sure i'm missing several because i know actually yes i know i'm missing i'm looking at my screen and i've got i've got tabs open with that eric Gajewski over in trad cat night joe mclean on i catholic radio at the station of the cross over over at a catholic take all of us Across the board, and I mean, granted, we kind of get that way. We get to October, and right around the 13th gets to be a little bit itchy for all of us. Like, we all start paying attention, and just because October is kind of a big deal, particularly for all of us in the traditional Catholic sphere. And what I noticed is is that there are, <clears throat> based on the number of places that I was paying attention to, from site News to uh, The Remnant, all the way across the spectrum, and I'm I'm missing a few that I also that I do watch regularly, but what I noticed was that everybody was kind of paying attention to the month of October. We were all kind of looking, and this month did not disappoint. As Hamas did what they did on the feast of Our Lady of Victory, and we all noted that. And the response really started to come into full force. By October 13th, this month, this particular October, 2023, especially given everything else that I've laid out has certainly not disappointed as of yet. We haven't gone full on into it, but it appears that as we cross out of 2023 and we head into 2024, there are some things that look like they're about to happen. I'm going to go ahead and go out on a limb that at some point we're going to actually get our feet wet. And our hands bloody. In at least two of these, the CIA has confirmed their involvement with Ukrainian with Ukrainian uh, intel agencies, the SBU. <clears throat> um, we've got confirmation that we've been apparently assassinating Russian uh, d- Russian leaders in an effort to try and destabilize Russia. That's going to go over well. We've been sending jets. Jets was kind of the trigger point for a lot of people. We've been sending jets, and those are supposed to be arriving this month in Ukraine. Did I say that? Yeah, I said that. We've known that for about nine months now. They were supposed to be arriving this month. They should be in full force. Um, they should act- The training should be approximately complete, and they should actually start taking flights in December the end of the year that's the news like that's literally that's just the news you can find that in the papers as it were figuratively speaking you can but you can find that in, in out in the mainstream they've been talking about that and that should be coming to pass biden just announced that he wants 60 billion more dollars for ukraine 40 billion dollars for israel with the option to shift the money from Ukraine, from Israel to Ukraine or vice versa, depending on how he sees fit. I mean, that just came out um, this week, actually, either yesterday or today. <clears throat> At some point, Russia is going to have enough. And they're actually going to respond. It's And it's going to start to get real. What that looks like, I don't know. Not entirely certain. I do know Iran probably going to pop off a little earlier curious to know what's going to go on in china if you notice here's the one thing <clears throat> if you notice everything that i talked about nobody's talking about china our lady has not mentioned china once that i can tell she has appeared in china there are there are Chi- there are apparitions in china i don't know anything about the appearance of our lady in china nothing at all i wish i did because it would add more Texture. It would add more clarity to what's going on. But there are activities in the Philippines. This is important. Philippines Catholic land. I mentioned on I mentioned on Twitter. The one casualty consistent with all of the wars has been the death of Catholics. Let me say that again. The one casualty in all of the wars, have been the erasure of Catholics. Turkey and Azerbaijan against Armenia, which is now almost completely obliterated. It is almost completely, and when I, I use the word obliterated, which means, which actually comes from the Latin to be completely forgotten, it is almost erased. Entire nations will disappear much. Armenia disappears, that's an entire nation. The Armenians are being genocided right now. The Ukrainians are persecuting Christians. All forms of Christians. It doesn't really matter. How much of that is actually extant after the Russian invasion? No idea. I've got no clue. I know it won't be a ground war coming out of Russia until next year. March, April, May. Doesn't mean it's not going to be a whole bunch. Like, it could be a marine invasion because it is much easier to, like, if Russia can get out of their area and land troops, they can do an invasion across Europe. <clears throat> but unless they have, you know, tanks that are half snowmobile, that light and with the skis and all that other stuff, I don't see them coming through in the winter. <clears> the ground, But a ground invasion come spring would not be amiss. Unless, and I got to tell you, I'm not going to put it past him to have managed to put something aside, given the fact that they've just had to deal with Ukraine. There are other ways to deal with it. <clears throat> it says they'll get. It says that they will invade. The prophecies say that they will get to France and they will and they will invade France, but they won't be alone. Because it'll be them and the Muslim hordes. And the Muslim hordes are already there. So it may not take as much as we think. They could literally just drop paratroopers. I don't know. Honest, legitimately, I don't know. Next year, if this is where we're at, next year we're going to see an escalation. I don't know where the benchmark is. but I would anticipate three and a half years in the cycle. So, it could be three and a half years from their initial invasion in Ukraine last year. That would be 22, 23, 24, into, into about August, September, October of 25. Could be might not be until an actual ground invasion of Europe, which could be March, April, May next year, and then carry three and a half years from there. I don't know if you've noticed this, but world wars tend to be approximately three and a half years, 1914 to 1918, 1941 to 1945. Plus or minus with a little bit of wiggle room in, but by and large, generally understood to be 1941 to 1945. If this devolves into a third world war, then you can anticipate between two and four years. This isn't going to be fast. It's going to be dark. It's going to be painful. It's going to be ugly. And I say that to remind you that this could also go nuclear as Our Lady did say fire will fall from the skies in her apparition in Akita. And Cardinal Ratzinger, then-Cardinal Ratzinger, future Pope Benedict XVI, did confirm that the message in Akita relayed directly to the message in Fatima. As a side note, there's a lot of talk about fire falling from the sky. In a lot of the Marian apparitions. Generally, all the way back to I mean all the way back to the apocalypse of Saint John, like fire falling from the sky has kind of been a shtick of these chastisements. So this could go significantly might only go six months, and then nuclear. I don't know. I do know if we're here next year is worse. I also know you better have them blessed candles in both the spiritual sense, which is to, which is to do good, pure, holy work for the right sake. It's more, you can't just, hey, yeah, I'm going to give money to the poor and I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. You have to do it for the sake of God. It isn't charity unless you do it for their benefit and and for God. You're not really going to get to the threshold. Like, that's the threshold. If you're not doing it for yourself. Oh, I'm going to go ahead and do these things because I want to save myself. That is not the purest beeswax. That's just wax. <clears throat> it's alluded to in making the rosary a family, but we're quoting again Our Lady of America. Making the rosary, a family prayer, is very pleasing to me. I ask that all families strive to do so. But be careful to say it with great devotion, meditating on each mystery, and striving to imitate in your daily lives the virtues depicted therein. That is the purest beeswax. This isn't some santeria ritual that we're doing when we pray these beads. is the one true faith. You have to dial that in. You've got to be better. <clears throat> All right, time to wrap it up. I've literally actually talked about everything that I needed to talk about in this. We cannot know the day or the hour. I think I've made it clear that I don't know the day or the hour. but we must read the signs of the times. Last thing. The Pope will consecrate Russia to my Immaculate Heart, but it will be late. Now, we set the measure at 1917. It's the wrong measure. The time has come that the Pope should consecrate my Immaculate Heart. 1931, our lord appeared to Sister Lucia and said, given the, given, the, given the fact that the pope has chosen the path of the kings of France, their fate will be the same. Now, twenty twenty-nine 1929, 1931, that's a window. The kings of France were told Consecrate France to the sacred heart of our Lord Jesus. They were given 100 years. 100 years to the day the revolution popped off, the French Revolution popped off, and 104 years to the day Louis XVI was beheaded. 1929 to 2029 1920 1931 to 2031. Those are the 100 years. They may be truncated. I am now actually of the opinion that it got done. I am now of the opinion that what Francis did checked the box. It didn't check the box particularly well. <clears throat> but everything that I've laid out for you is evidence that if these things come to pass, as I'm telling you right now based on everything that I've kind of assembled from Our Lady's words, it is clear that everything that is happening today is a direct Movement of the hand of God, and in so far that Francis's consecration was not terribly perfect, although he did consecrate Russia this time he said the word he didn't Pope didn't say it when they said it before this time they said the word this time they named Russia, they also named Ukraine, but I got to be honest with you. I'm not splitting that hair. There were a whole bunch of other things that didn't go quite, you know, awesome, but whatever. The execution was there. This is going to be one of those things where it's going to be obvious. And there's a couple of ways that this can be obvious that it is Our Lady's Immaculate Heart. Well, how can that be? It didn't happen. It was supposed to be a miracle, this, that, and the other. Newsflash. The chastisement coming exactly as she said is also miraculous. We had to pick up the pieces. We didn't lay it all the way out. You had to kind of assemble it from all of these locations and kind of piece them all together. And i got to be perfectly honest. I've been reading about this stuff for the last five years straight. And it took a haphazard comment about the year 1947 to lock it in for me to be able to piece everything together right now. And I could be wrong. I kind of don't want any of this chastisement stuff to happen. I could skip it. (laughs) Let's be real. You understand how many souls are being lost right now? Right now. We still have some 5,000 babies that are being slaughtered at least every week, if not daily. 5,000 in America. I mean, granted, that's a... I suppose it's a cut down? Saturday used to used to see the end of ten thousand babies through abortion every single Saturday. It's not quite that bad, I don't think. I mean, if it's five thousand a day, that's still terrible, but that's down from the spike of ten thousand. I mean, that's kind of a bit like, but it's still slaughter, <sighs> blasphemy and degradation, blasphemy of God and human degradation all across the earth particularly in these United States, particularly in the West. You got war in Ukraine. Hundreds of thousands of people led to the slaughter. You've got war in the Levant. Hezbollah, Hamas, Israel. Iran, maybe more. We're not even even there yet. We don't even know exactly how far this is going to go. We just know that it doesn't look like anybody's really pulling back. They're just kind of slowly measuring their steps a little bit more. But we don't know how far this is going to go. And nobody, and this is the thing that really boggles my mind nobody of any import is actually calling for peace. Is that not crazy? Why did I mention the Philippines? Well, because everybody was talking about Taiwan and then the Philippines. As if to remind us that we had more at stake. Like, China wants Taiwan. But this last week, they took some time out to remind us that we have more at stake. (laughs) We, meaning the United States, have more at stake than just Taiwan. Oh, you think you're microchips? Well, what about the Philippines over here? Oops. Oh, gracious. Whole nother Christian nation. Probably about to be eradicated, if I had to guess. And Armenia is almost gone. And we're only partially talking about an Armenian Christian diaspora. They're down to one city. That's it. I hope I'm wrong. Kind of. As a descendant of the House of Bourbon, knowing <laughs> Knowing that there's a descendant of the Sun King, knowing that there's a king in exile in Spain of my house, and knowing that at the end of this, at the end of this, we may get our emperor back. And a holy pope. I laid the window out. <clears throat> this could go as far as 2047. I really hope not. I don't know if I could. I, honestly, I don't know if I could do that long. <clears throat> I really hope not. I don't even know if we can make it. I don't even know if I can make it to 2029. I don't know if we could make it to 2029. But there's a promise in sacred scripture. There's a promise, it's implied. Unless God makes these days shorter. Unless God makes these days shorter. It's implied. It's implied that if we do what we're supposed to do, he will shorten the days. pray your rosary if you've got some time if you happen to have an in with a bishop especially one of the good bishops maybe consider sharing this podcast episode I don't care if you share radio free Catholic as a whole I mean, I do, like, obviously, I want you guys to listen. Duh. I would like to get more listeners. Duh. That's really not the point of this episode, this particular episode. Um, I would like it spread far and wide as much as possible. But, I mean, we can spread this to each other, people who don't have any reason to, to look into this and actually spread the word. People who, you know, we could spread it amongst ourselves. But if we put this particular layout, this particular assembly of these revelations, and hand them to one of the better bishops, particularly one of the better bishops in these United States, someone like Bishop Strickland, if someone can put this in the hands of Archbishop Vigano, if someone can put this in the hands of Cardinal Burke, who is currently being persecuted by Rome, this podcast episode, in the hands of the right prelate, may be the focusing beam or the crystal through which they can focus. I don't know. But I know that if we spread these, if we talk about these amongst ourselves and we don't take time out to actually sit one of our prelates down and explain the whole thing to them. It's one of the reasons why I did this episode. If we don't take this time out to do that, we're not even giving them a the chance to be good shepherds. I mean, when I talk about pray for the church at the end of every, like I say it at the end, pray for the church, pray for the nation, pray for all of us in Catholic social media. Every episode I say the same thing, and I mean it for this episode as well. But an episode like this that actually puts everything together, that kind of lines it up so that they can, like they can say, they can take what what, what I've put together here and do their own research and maybe it wakes up in them, and maybe maybe they realize, maybe they know something that we don't, that they know what we what needs to be done, because we talk about the rosary and the good bishops, they talk about praying the rosary daily, <clears throat> but they don't talk about sin, and that's deeply woven in. I take, well, I mean, you know, we're changing that now. Cardinal Burke, Cardinal, uh, Bishop Strickland, Bishop Athanasius, Cardinal Vigano, or excuse me, Archbishop Vigano. Um, like, there are some that are coming up, but I mean, most of them are retired. Some of the act like, like bishop, bishop Strickland, this would be a good one for him. <laughs> if your bishop is one of the better bishops, one of the ones who takes his job seriously, if someone could put this into the into the hands of the former Bishop of San Juan in, in Puerto Rico, honestly, I believe this would light him on fire. Archbishop Cordiglione comes to mind. I mean, maybe even Bishop Barron. I mean, he's certainly the reason why I'm where I am today. He's one of the reasons why I'm where I'm at today. Put this in the hands of a bishop. I've cited, I have cited my sources in this podcast. I made sure to mention them multiple times so that, so that whoever, so that when you listen to this, you can dig in, read it yourself. Maybe this will wake somebody up. Like I always say, pray for the church. Pray for the nation. Pray for us in Catholic social media. So many of us feel leaderless, and I mean, it's part of the reason why we're all, it's part of the reason why all us loudmouths are out here talking in the first place. But without your prayers, we're not going to take you in the right direction either and just zip off into the nowhere. I'm going to be honest with you, I don't think now's the time for us to be messing that up. This is Caleb the Mechanic with Radio Free Catholic. May God bless you and the Virgin protect you. In nomine Patris et Filii et Spiritus Sancti. Amen.